man bags have become a thing over the last few years. How many of you have been around long enough, though, to know that this isn't new? How many of you have been around long enough to know that that thing with the zip which you are wearing behind now, because it's now fashionable to wear behind, we've been having it, wearing it in front in the 80s already, just so you know. I kept mine and took it out. The only thing that's changed now is we don't use Velcro to close wallets and things anymore. We use zips. That does seem better somehow. But there is, um, there is a reason why I've brought my two bags. I have my sort of man bag um, here. It has a wallet and a passport and car keys and a random piece of chewing gum. But I think it's used. <laughs> but it is there. Uh, this bag, uh, this bag is a little bit bigger. I just keep some random things in here, sometimes intentionally and sometimes not. Uh, I, I have building plans. I plan to build this house this year on the back of my property. And I do, I do, really. I've got, I was issued this um, a few years ago here to serve at Father's house. Keep that in my bag. Um, I, I use an app, but I, I do feel that every saint, you know, should have a Bible, an actual, like, but a, a gold-plated, a gold-plated Bible, and I've got an actual notepad and an actual pen. Uh, for the millennials, let me just tell you what the pen is. You know, when young people read that God wrote the Ten Commandments on two tablets, we're going to have to explain that they were not Samsung or Apple tablets. Um, I think there's some more stuff in here, but I'm a bit nervous to go in here any deeper. Um, I've got earplugs for my travels from Egypt Air, also in here. You may be wondering what the point of all of that is, but... Um, You'll immediately recognize it when I give you the title of, of the message series for January. My title is What's in the Bag? And there's a kid's game that used to be played some years ago. I'm not sure if it's still a, a thing, uh, but there were two versions of the game. The one was you took items and put it in a bag and then had your kid put their hand in the bag and try and guess what the item was. And an alternative to that when they're a little older is to take the items out of the bag, give them to your kid and have them tell a story involving those items. Some of you are like, that's what we're doing this afternoon. Yes. And I guess for a lot of Christians, your spiritual journey is a bit of the guessing game, put the hand in the bag, I wonder what's in it. And I want to make a case today and over the next few weeks how that God has given us a kit uh, that if you would take the items out, you'd be able to tell a story and write a story that glorifies God and speaks to who you are and who you're supposed to be in this world. And that there isn't as great a mystery about this as some people like to pretend. And, you know, we use the term bag and the bag a lot. We say when we win something, we say it's in the... 
And golfers apparently often ask what's in your bag, meaning, oh, you don't know that? Um, meaning, uh, what are you using on that particular hole or round um, when you compete? It's the quality of the, I don't know, those sticks, what are they called? Clubs. Uh, I, I just pretend. Um, but the Bible has a remarkable amount to say about this idea of God giving us um, a bag to unpack and a bag to fill. And I want to take you to some verses in the Bible that talk about that and set you up um, to make a decision like we spoke about on New Year's Eve, to make a decision that this will be a victorious year, not because God is offering it um, or has made a mysterious promise about it for this year, but because that which God has been offering since the cross, you have made a decision to walk in, to receive, and to execute this year. My, my wins are, my, the conquering comes from my acts of obedience and my determination to follow and pursue after God. That doesn't mean everything is uh, always feels wonderful, but it does mean that everything, whether it feels wonderful or not, works together for the good of those who are called. So it doesn't feel good, but it's going to work for me. It's going to make something in me, from me, or to me that I need for what's next in my life, even if it doesn't feel great. Do you remember the story of David and Goliath? Surely you all know that story. Well, there's a bag involved there. Let's read it in 1 Samuel 17. Uh, Saul tries to dress David up from the stuff in his bag. And I wonder how many people keep ignoring what they've got in their bag because they're looking at other people's bags. And I wonder how many people should stay out of other people's... I thought it might be a good exercise if I just randomly said, why don't you look at the person next to you and just ask them what's in their bag? But maybe don't do that. Because some bags have secrets. And in fact, there was a whole series done by a popular magazine uh, interviewing famous people and asking them this question, what do you keep in your bag? What do you never leave the house without? And these are some of those ideas. And then Samuel dressed David in his own tunic. He put on a coat of armor on him and bronze helmet on his head. And David fastened on uh, uh, um, uh, his sword over the tunic and tried walking around uh, because he was not used to them. And David says to Samuel, I cannot go in these. He said to, uh, he said to Saul rather, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. And then in uh, verse 40, then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of the shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Later on in verse 29, reached into his bag, taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead, and the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. This is also a story about a shepherd who knew what he had in his bag and you based on what he is, a shepherd, and the bag he's got and the way he works and who God made him, he knows how to handle his Philistine his way and he isn't going to try and bling it up using Saul's way. 
And one of the great wins in life is not to try and copy-paste. I love this term influencer. It's a career now. You can be an influencer. The idea behind being an influencer is to go out into the world on social media and tell other people, try be a bit more like me because I'm real with my filters. (laughs) I'm real. But let me tell you, there is a danger to that. First of all, Some of it is fun, and I'm not, you know, I like social media, I think it's cool, I wish I could dance like some of you do on your TikToks, I see you. I can't though, I just, I I, I don't have that in my bag. But I hope that's not all you've got in your bag, TikTok dance. And the problem with that is uh, nobody can be uh, happy being somebody else. It's our calling to go before the Lord and to find out what He put in the bag, to get it out and have a go. Take a shot at Goliath. Who knows, but that you might be victorious this day and glorify God and know who you are. Hey Saul, this stuff's good for you, man, but it's not good for me. I'm not used to walking this way. And once you get used to walking a certain way, look, I can... There's nothing wrong. There's nothing in the Bible that says that says I have to pray for 20 minutes in the morning before I leave. There's nothing in the Bible that says that. But the way I walk, my morning, in my bag, I need 20 minutes of time with Jesus. It's how I walk. It's what's in my bag. It's the stone I can pull out and have a go at my enemy at any time. It's my walk. And I walk after God in that way. And there's a danger, I guess, you know, one of the problems with church, organized church, and I love organized church, I'm quite involved. But one of the problems with organized church is that pastors come up to the stage Sunday after Sunday with their bag, unpack it and give it to you to hold and ask you to help them fulfill their dreams. That's not biblical. Perhaps that's why when Jesus sent out the disciples, he said, take no bag. Go to a household, find out what's in their bag and help them achieve what God had put in their bag. And when you've done that, pray your peace on it and go to another place. I'll take care of you. Don't walk around with your bag and impart it on other people to fulfill. I'll take care of it my way. And then there's this remarkable parable about bags. And this idea that maybe you don't just have one bag. Maybe there's that parable about having up to five bags. Matthew chapter 25, again, uh, it, it, it will be like a man going on a journey who calls his servants and entrusts his wealth to them. Jesus is the one going on a journey. The treasures are heavenly treasures. You are the servants. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, to another one bag, each according to his ability. It's almost a pity that it's bags of gold in the NIV because in the King James, it's talents. And that matters because ability and talents are sort of connected and uh, according to his ability. And then he went on his journey. The man who received five bags of gold went in at once, put his money to work or his talents to work or his abilities to work and gained five more bags. So also the one with two bags gained two more. But the man who had received one bag uh, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. 
And I wanted to provoke you during this month of January to stop hiding your talent, your ability, or the stuff in the bag. That maybe the thing that's going to produce a sense of victory, what will make this year and this season, this next season of your life feel so amazing, is if you dig deep into the bag of stuff God has put in your life and you dig it out and you have a go. I, I wish I had some stuff in my bag. I just don't. I tease Vincent about this often. I can't sing at all. But now there's a karaoke app. Instead of Vince inviting me to the band, he's invited me to download that app. I don't have that in my bag. I've got other stuff in my bag. I know how to turn a warehouse into a welcoming environment. I can see it in my eyes. I know how to keep plants alive. I don't know why, but I can. I know how to read the scripture and perhaps see something fresh in it that uh, I, I hadn't seen before. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna try to sing, but I am gonna unpack my bag, and I'm not gonna only do one bag. I think I can handle five bags. I think I can handle build something. I can handle preach something. I think I can handle grow something. I think I can handle develop something that's in my bag. Now you might have different bags. You've got bags of family. You've got five kids. You want five more? Go for it. Then you've. But if you're married, I would like to encourage you just from the preaching bag, if you don't mind, if I can just take out something from the preaching bag, just marry marry uh, the person first and then and then uh, have all 10 kids with that person. But then, and then other people, and just, two bags. Another, the problem is, the difficulty is the one who you would think had the least stress actually buried the bag. Not the guy with four didn't bury one and pretended he only had four. The person who had the least responsibility took the little responsibility and he put it in the ground and said, I'm a pretend, I got nothing. Can I suggest to you that for those of you or us who think our problem is we've got too much going on, may I provoke you to say, no, I don't think so. I don't think you've got enough going on out of the bag you're supposed to have. You've got stuff going on out of other bags and that makes it feel busy, but that's a problem. That is a problem. You've you, got to put that stuff back, put it back and stop letting other people put stuff in your bag and you get stuff out of your bag that God, and then you get going on that. Can we have an amen on that one? Ladies will, I'm sure, mostly appreciate this and I'm in no way intending to be sexist, but ladies typically have bigger bags. Probably both physically and metaphorically and spiritually, probably. So God has to say to the ladies, just, just relax and wait a bit. The men are coming. The men are, are coming. Just give us, a, give us a chance. We're coming with our mini bag. Just give us a chance. Give us a chance. We've, we've got something coming. But I, I, I recently was in the mall. By the way, I saw so many of you in Greenacres Mall the, the other day. Uh, I could have just started a sermon there. I... <laughs> I'd gone to buy some stuff. I've got an apartment under my, uh, in my, on my property and I'm Airbnb-ing it this year because the tenant's gone to KZN. Way too much information. It's coming, coming back next year. So in between, I'm going to do a thing. And so I had to go buy all stuff that I didn't really, you know, linens and things. I'm out of sync. And people came everywhere and greeted. It was really wonderful, both people working in shops and people shopping. It was really great. But I observed, I had to wait for someone to go get something for me out of storage. And I observed a mom with three kids and a husband, four kids. 
only for what I'm about to say. One by one, they gave her stuff to hold. Can you hold my keys, please? Can you hold my thing? Can you hold my... After a while, that bag she had was weighed down with everybody else's problems. You've got to be careful you don't have immaturity get around you and say, hold this for me, hold that for me, hold that for me, hold that for me. Now your bag is so cluttered uh, that you can't find what God put there because everybody else put their responsibility. A lot of people burying their bag in other people's bags and then pretending they got no responsibility. And God is provoking us to say, you should be doing more, but out of your bag. And you must do less out of other people's backs. Do less. Even when it comes to church life, I'm constantly provoked by this. And people said to me, why don't we start the evening service sooner? Or why don't we have kids' church program sooner? Or why don't we... Can I tell you the answer to that? It's, it's actually a very easy answer. There just aren't enough people to put together a service this time of the year. That's the answer. Because people's got their bags full of other stuff. Maybe 2023, we have the same conversation with some people that David had to have with Saul. Look, it's not how I walk. On Sundays, we're church people. We'll come for the family bra after, but we're church people. It's how we walk. It's in my bag. Actually, you should be there too, by the way. Come with. Let's eat a spiritual meal together at nine. And then have a poiki at three. I want to encourage you to think through this idea. The idea of what's in your bag is perhaps uh, provoked in imagery in lots of places. Judas Iscariot had a problem with the bag. The Bible says that Judas was annoyed that they poured perfume on Jesus' feet because that, that perfume could have been sold for a year's wages. And then the verse has a powerful little thing. I might have put it on, but I've got two, three weeks on this topic. I'll bring the verse to you. Powerful little verse that the, the, the gospel writer writes. He says, he was not concerned about the poor. He was concerned about the money bag, which he was responsible for. And sometimes we hold so tightly to something that we see, forget to see the blessing of everything else around us. It's mine. And we hold on so tightly rather than this is mine for the world. And perhaps we have to be provoked by that. I really felt like God rebuking me personally even on this. Do you know, we, I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. Uh, I always struggle with the term we are all sinners. Because we are, but Jesus handled our sin. So in one sense, I'm a sinner, and then I have to add, but I'm saved through faith in grace. So I must put the two together. But there's, you know, there's another layer to the term um, sin. It's a Greek word. I'm so sorry. But I had to throw a Greek word into January. It's the word... Uh, Amartya, that's the actual word for sin, eh? Amartya. It literally means to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark. 
So some kinds of sins are hurting God, but some kinds of sins are you just missed the mark. What God intended for your marriage, you missed the mark. What God intended for your finances, you missed the mark. What God intended for you to cut out and to include and to keep and to release, just missing the mark, that too is sin. And I've realized, oh, in that sense, I'm a sinner. And I am saved not only to go to heaven, but to hit the mark in everything that God has called me to be. I want to hit the mark relationally. I want to hit the mark financially. I want to hit the mark in purpose and in function. I want to hit the mark in my church life. I want to hit the mark at Father's house. I don't want to be slightly off the mark. I know I'm going to heaven, but I want to hit the mark here on earth. And I wanted to uh, motivate you today, provoke you today to think about asking God this question, Lord, what's in my bag? Lord, what shouldn't be in my bag? And Lord, what's missing from my bag? Can you add to my bag? And then if there are some secrets in your bag, get them out into the light of confession and, and deal with it. Part one. Uh, a bigger part, um, message one is the bag and its secrets. If um, you're a bit like me, or I guess we're all the same, there are some things you stick in a bag and you say to yourself, I'll get to it sometime. I'll get to it sometime. I think I've got boxes of things I'll get to sometime. Little Broken toasters. I just need to fix a thing. Just need to glue a thing. Little picture frames that have lost their cord at the back. I gotta just, I gotta get to it. Let me tell you something I've discovered. And maybe you have to. Uh, leaving unfinished business in a big pile will work on your nerves. You gotta sort it out. It's almost better to lose it than to pretend you'll one day get to it. And let me tell you something about uh, this bag of what God has called us to be. Don't carry broken stuff in your bag. Uh, it takes up space uh, that should be occupied by blessed stuff in your bag. Just leave it at home. Just leave it at home. You know, sometimes we're tempted to... Um, cut other people out of our lives, avoid letting people get involved in our lives simply because we're scared they'll find out something about us. So we hide things. And the Lord wants us to live in the light. So I've discovered a few things about my bag and the bags from Bible. And I wanted to share with those few things with you in the few minutes we have left. First of all, I've discovered that by digging deep into my bag, the bag gives me revelations. I'll tell you what I mean. I noticed a few people with bags here. I was going to do a dangerous thing like, I noticed Cameron's got a bag. Your bag matches your cap. Don't you want to come on up here for a moment, Cameron? I, while you're walking up here, I just want you to know that I'm going to ask you to pull something out of that bag. So just think about, think about 
whether, you know, just thousands of saints and the watch matches, maybe <laughs> close to too much matching, close but not there, no, no, close but not there, also a cap in the house of the Lord, but um, <laughs> you want to show us one thing out of there that maybe says something about who you are, ready? yeah, oh, <laughs> it's a key to every door in this building, in fact, there are keys to doors I don't have. I've been looking for the key to entrance one. It's here. So how did you fit that in there and other stuff? Is there anything else in there? A, 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 phone. Oh, a phone, yes, that's to be expected. Any spreadsheets? Because <laughs> you, you and Ryan are spreadsheet kings. Anything else? More? <laughs> 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 Thank you, Cam. You may be seated. <laughs> yeah. I guess the cheesy point I'm trying to make is we can pray and ask the Lord, what am I supposed to do with my life? But you can also look in the bag and find out what did God put in my life. I, I bleed for the lost. I've got an evangelism thing going on. It's in my bag. I serve people gives me pleasure. I need to do something that serves people. I don't have to wait for an instruction. I just have to start to unpack because the bag reveals who I am. If I open a bag and see a whistle and a clipboard and a tennis racket, I might think I coach. If I open a bag and I find a Bible and a notepad and some uh, dictionaries and thesauruses, I might think I research or I teach or I write. It's not a mystery delve into who God created us to be and go, that's who he intended for me. I'm going to walk it out. Bags give revelation. Luke chapter 19, verse 26 from the message says this. He said, that's what I mean. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe. And all you do is end up holding the bag. See, the idea of living a life Risking your life in faith is to unpack the bag. The idea in life is not to hold on to it and be left holding it. I know the term holding the bag is the last guy with the bull, but holding the bag meaning whatever I came here with, I'm leaving with, but I did nothing with it. Open the bag. I've started thinking about those implications in my life. Here's how I've realized I've sinned in a way on this topic. I started thinking preaching is the only bag and I closed up all the other bags thinking I found the one thing. But the Lord may have given you five things and if you're diligent, he'll multiply them to five more. He's an unlimited God. Why would you limit what he can do in you? The second idea I wanted to share with you from Scripture is the idea of bag restrictions. Recently I traveled last year and um, I'm always amazed at how many people have faith when they bring their bag onto the plane. What I mean is they really have faith that that bag is going to fit up there. Most people can tell there's just no chance. They try everything. They push it and force it. They sit on it. They get upset. They move other people's stuff around. You know, I like to travel light. A tiny bag. 
get it up there. Mine's always the one getting pushed around. So annoying. Other people get huge, huge. I don't know what you think the underbelly of the plane is for. Huge bags trying to carry everything. Bag restrictions. I realized something. I need breathing space in my bag for fresh things to happen. I am not allowing uh, some things in my bag. I'm not going to carry hurts around so I can dig them out and tell the story about them every now and then. I'm not putting mysteries in my bag where I go to put my hand in and say to myself, I wonder what this year will hold. I'm not running my life like that on the luck of the draw or some mystery. And I'm not letting other people put their dreams and expectations in the bag and ask me to fulfill them. I'll rather pray and support you as you pray and support me and we carry one another's burdens and both fulfill the purpose of God in our lives. Haggai is an Old Testament prophet. Um, Some of you may never have read him, so I'll tell you what he said. Chapter 1 and verse 6, he describes the problem of not maintaining the bag. He says, some of you so much and bring in little, you eat, but you don't have enough, you drink, but you're never full of drink. Clothe yourselves, but are never warm. And he earns wages, and the wages are put into a bag with holes. Some of our lives are like that, aren't they? We've got a bag that's just full of holes. The stuff we want to keep in there keeps disappearing, and the stuff we don't want to keep in there Keep staying there. Do you know, uh, executing your life God's way, hitting the mark, closes the holes. If you hit the mark on relationships, it closes the hole of hurt. If you hit the mark in salvation by following Jesus, it closes the gap or the hole of you feeling like something is missing. If you tithe with your money, It closes the hole of money just seems to go nowhere because you plan. If you only speak encouraging words, it closes the hole of bitterness that comes out in angry language. Close the holes in the bag. And I want to trust the Lord this year that that's how I want to live my life. And then thirdly, concerning bags, that bags have in them rewards. It's a wonderful thing to feel like you're doing who you're supposed to do, being who you're supposed to be. There's something powerful about feeling like it's not the biggest bag in the world. It might not even be the fanciest bag, but it's me. And there's something deeply significant about following Christ and unpacking or pouring out everything you're supposed to be. You know, Paul uh, in the Scriptures in the New Testament, is a very radical statement. He comes quite close to the end of his life. He makes the statement. He says, my life is poured out like a drink offering. Like there's nothing in, in the bag that I haven't lived out. It's very fulfilling to live like that. It's very fulfilling. The alternative, if you don't follow Christ, is that you try and make you try and make a God out of the stuff in your bag. Okay, let the Bible t- uh, tell you rather, then you won't be annoyed with me, and then we'll pray. Look, look what Isaiah 46 says. 
Some pour out gold from their bags. They weigh out silver on a scale. Then they hire a goldsmith to make that gold into a god. And then they bow down and worship it. So people worshipping their houses and people worshipping fancy cars and people worshipping their vibe and their bling and their thing. And all you've done is you've taken stuff you could make out of a bag and now you treat it like a God instead of recognizing the real true God is the one who gave you the bag of gold to begin with. Everything you've got came from a source and you made it into something and that's awesome, but you did not or not able to make it into a God. And it's a prophetic description of what happens to human beings when we forget the giver and we turn the gift into the thing. And I, I had to be careful. That too is missing the mark, hey? I've always got to be in love with following Jesus, not only in love with church. I've got to be willing to attend church, not only teach at church. I've got to remember uh, him, not just his things. You know, you, whether you have five bags of ability or two or one, um, you still have a duty to multiply it. And when you multiply it, you are fulfilled. So today, I want to talk to you about 2023. Let's make it a multiplying year. Out of the things we're called to do, not somebody else is called to do. I'm making personal commitments in this area. I realized I've missed the mark on one or two things. I kept looking in the bag of other pastors and feeling shame about things like choosing a single life or look in the bag of online or YouTube ministries and feeling the shame of not doing this or not doing that. But here's what I've realized. That's on my bag. This is my bag. I'm going to do what's in my bag. What God's called me to do, what I know is my walk and when I take just that stone, I'll find that Goliath, I'll take a shot and I'll knock him down to the ground because what I have is what that situation needs. And if we all did the same thing, then there would be situations for whom there was no David. I've realized, don't miss the mark this year. Don't miss the mark this year. And you would only be missing the mark if you didn't look in the bag and say, that's who God made me to be. And now I'm going to multiply it and execute it and do it well. And I'm going to glorify God in the process of doing it. Can you say amen to that? <laughs> Is that a clappable moment? I'm going to invite you to take a moment to stand with me so that we can pray. You know, it's Jan what is the date today? January 8th. 
I have a feeling we're going to need more chairs um, uh, in this first quarter. I'm looking forward to that great awakening of everything January 20th and 22nd, youth on Friday night, kids' church program curriculum launched on the 22nd, and an evening service. We're not just starting the evening service, we're relaunching the evening service. We're coming to it with a plan out the bag of stuff we know we can do. But I'm going to take a moment to pray, and my prayer, my invitation is to encourage you, hit the mark this year. Hit the mark. So would you take a moment and um, help me by just closing your eyes for the sake of creating a safe space? I just really want to invite you to respond to this question. Do I know what's in my bag? Do I know what to do with it? Have I allowed other stuff in it? Is there something missing from my bag? Is there something in the bag that shouldn't be there anymore? Can we do a stock take of the bag and can we ask the Holy Spirit to put his breath of life into it? And then after that, I'm going to invite you, if you're not a follower of Christ in the truest sense of the word, in other words, you've forgotten about the one who gave us the bag, the gift of life, and you need to submit to him. I'm going to put a prayer up on the screen and you can pray that prayer. So Lord, this morning, thank you in this conversation for the realisation that you've given us wealth, treasures, five bags, two bags, one bag. It really, it's not in the number. It's in the receiving and it's in the reward and it's in, it's in the growing and the multiplying. So we make a decision today to hit the mark in 2023. We'll make a decision today to multiply things that are meaningful that are the way we're created, designed and and made. Lord, if there's something we've squandered from the bag, will you restore it in the name of Jesus? If there's something missing from that bag, would you please put it in? If there's something hiding away, hidden in that bag, would you please just clean it out? Lord, this morning, would you teach us to travel light, travel wisely, travel purposefully? that everything we take we need and everything we need we'll take. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our divine strength in Jesus' name. And then finally, a reminder to be a follower of Christ. With your bag all packed, where are you going if not following in obedience to Christ? Where are you going? Are you just going to a final day? You're just going to the your last day. That's what you planned for. Your, your plan extends to your last day and nothing more. Or are you going further to an eternal space with an eternal plan, to an eternal mindset, and that that changes every step you take from today? So today, someone listening to this message in this room or online or on radio, you're making a decision and your decision is I'm approaching life with an eternal plan and my eternal plan starts 
with me following Jesus Christ. And there's that prayer on the screen that you can pray. And I'll leave it up so that people who watch online later than live can still pray the prayer. And if you pray, just say in the comments now or later than live, just type in the comments, I pray that prayer. And if you want a Bible, you come to the front, we'll give you a Bible free of charge, get you on your journey. And we'll invite you to future Bible study courses or journeys that will help you figure out how to make this realistic and practical. But start as a follower of Jesus Christ. And there's that prayer. And then lastly, I want to remind you that you're invited for personal prayer at every one of our services. And you're invited for communion at the front at every one of our services. And if you want to just write a prayer request and leave it to not talk to anybody and just ask people to pray for you during the week, you can write that down at the communion stations too. But we are here to help you unpack your bag, implement it, multiply it, and give glory to God because of it. Lord, this year... We thank you for the privilege of a meaningful, intentional life. We thank you, Lord, that we'll go into the bag, take out the stone we need, and find our Goliath. His day has come, and we will give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, would you give God a shout of praise and worship and thanksgiving?